Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue Surge podcast. It is Mike alongside my wonderful, probably wide awake co-host, Joe, on this amazing Wednesday evening. Joe, how are you doing today, bud? I really wish I could have played some pre-releases this weekend, but uh, my other extra, uh, extracurricular activities, uh, like music that I do, uh, was calling. So uh, it was productive. It was great. A great session. Um, I wish I could have played some Pokemon. I was really itching for it. And um, I'm hopefully going to hit some this weekend. Sweet. So, so I, I hope you do. I I did get to hit some pre-releases this weekend. So this past weekend, I should say. So I will talk about that briefly first though i i want to go through what we're, we're going to go through in the show we actually have a busier week than i think we both expected going into tonight we knew about all these things going on but when you when you sit down and kind of recap and and re-piece everything together you realize that there's a lot going on this week so one there was a regional last week in the sao paulo two there were about eh, four or five cards released, and then again, there were the pre-releases. So, plan for the day is kind of touch on all three. I have a very interesting conversation to bring up for the regional event that happened again in Sao Paulo. I believe it was able to be watched. I watched a little bit of it over the weekend while I was doing pre-releases and, and getting involved with things there. So, we're going to get to that towards the end, because I think that's where the bulk of our conversation is going to lead. First up on the list, I'm just going to talk about pre-release. So I, in in total, got my hands on three pre-release kits. I was very active over the weekend getting back into the set. As I've talked about before, I, I kind of skipped the fall set in terms of physically playing because of work and career and just, just scheduling and finances. And so now I'm getting ready to get back and prepared for the winter-ish spring set going into February, then to May, kind of getting ready for this new block that's approaching. I always make sure to get back in heavily in the intro block. So I went to the pre-releases. Again, had access to three kits. I ended up, my my promos were I had a Frost Moth and two Rillabooms. Uh, I, I did not get a Chinchino promo or a Preserker promo. I did, however, open one of each of those in prize packs in total i i played just above 500 you know i won more than i lost but i didn't like steamroll anybody or anything which is an important number too because i know the ones that we go to if you go two and one you get an extra pack and if you go three you'll get a mat and honestly this time around the mat i'm not really impressed with so i really don't care about it yeah the, the mat's cool but you have enough mats like i have three or four mats that i run around run around with so i'm not really concerned about that it, for the listeners, though, like the mat is a Wulu mat, and you know how Mike hates Wulu now. Yeah, I don't, and I don't need, I don't need that empty spaced farm animal under my playing cards. But anyway, uh, I, you know, I, I played a little bit over five hundred. You know, it's a casual pre-release. You have fun with things. the The best things that I got in the packs, in terms of opening, the cards that I opened that I couldn't play with were I got a Stonejenner V. Uh, a normal Delmize V and a full art Delmize V. And then during one of my pre-releases, I pulled a full art Zamazenta V. Uh, I ended up using that in my deck. It was ultimately the reason why I actually lost my third game. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute because there's some cool stuff that I found in the set. And overall, though, I believe the th- main theme I played with was I got an, 
a pre-release kit with an, an Inteleon line. If you don't know what Inteleon does or need a refresher, Drizzle and Inteleon both have abilities that allow you to tutor trainer cards. And from my experience in the pre-release kits, they were very generous with trainers in this set because of how many there are. With all the new draw supporters and, and tools and things like that. Did Professor's Research come in those packs at all? Uh, I Well, so I thought they didn't, but I have four of them. I didn't realize it. So I believe they do show up. Are they shiny or not shiny? They're not shiny. Okay, so they're probably coming in the packs then. Yeah, the most common supporter is Marnie. Which is which cool. Is a really good common supporter. I mean, you got your hops, your basic draw three. You got your, there is Pokey Kid, which is just search for a Pokemon and reveal it. That supporter was in a lot of kits. Um, some some kits had less Marnies than others, but it was pretty common for you to get your hands on at least one or two Marnies, um, either from the Evo packs or just from your packs. Like you were you were pretty much guaranteed to get some Quick Balls and some Marnies. So if you which, got a, a handful of energies and you Marnie away your energies, you don't need them anymore. Kind of feels good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very happy with what I pulled. So I ended up playing uh, Inteleon and Bisharp. Bisharp is a stage one that for one colorless does 30 plus 30 for every pawn yard on your bench. So I used an Evo deck. It was 100% evolution based. However, with energy search in the, in the set, with quick ball, with evolution incense, there were with pokey kid, there's a lot of really easy ways to get evolutions in this expansion. So it really was, I never ran into an issue whatsoever with things, especially with Inteleon, because as long as you were able to get one drizzle on the board, you pretty much were able to find your Inteleon, which then got your energy searches if you needed them. Because my energy split was I had three metal, uh, 10 water. I only ran 13 energy or 12 energy. And so if I had Zamazenta, which is a two metal energy, one colorless requirement, I was able to search those out pretty easily. Uh, I opened a couple air balloons, got a lot of great balls, energy retrievals, crushing hammer was running around. There's a lot of really easy trainers that you can get your hands on from the pre-releases. So my biggest takeaway was if you can go again, I can't recommend it enough for this set. I was telling Joe, I sat down when I got home and I said, all right, what trainer staples do I need to buy? What do I need to order and get ready? Got your Marnies, your, your professor research, your quick ball, everything. Like, what do I need to get? And I almost had a set of four in almost every staple of, in terms of trainers. Legitimately. I mean, I have at least four quick balls. I have four professor's researches. I have at least four Marnies. I have a couple air balloons. I have four lucky eggs. I have two or three giant charms, like one or two air balloons. I, I really didn't have to grab a whole lot. So and granted, I did three pre-releases, which definitely contributes to it. It's a generous pre-release. It's a very generous pre-release. I think the only trainer that I didn't get a multiple of that I wanted was Vitality Band. I walked out with just one of those, but that's it. So I, I think that when you and I go again this upcoming weekend, I'm hoping to go at least and join you. You will feel the same. You're going to get a lot of cards that that you you wanted to get your hands on. I didn't get a metal saucer, metal patch, however you want to call it, but that, that wasn't too big of a deal. 
again, overall, a very, very nice pre-release. I remember talking to you, too, like, I was just, like, looking at the set again, and no matter what secret rare you get, they're kind of all playable in some way or form. Super playable. Super playable. So, like, so you know you always get, like, that one uh, secret rare pull, and you're like, oh, cool, I got a secret rare, but it's kind of bad, like a uh, Wade and Sea Hammer or something stupid like that. No, like, you got something that's playable that's probably worth decent yeah, money. I mean, your secret, like, your real secret rares, not counting... So, you, one... For the first time ever, you have trainer secret rares. So you have rainbow arts of trainers. You have the gold legendaries, air balloon, metal saucer, ordinary rod, and quick ball. And that's not counting all the rainbow V cards and V maxes. So I agree. Phenomenal pulls one way or another. It was pretty cool. And it was fine band too. Like I, I like fine back as a card. I just... I know it'll get played. I just don't know how much in comparison to like choice band was. It will get played because it's the only thing to play. That's why it'll burning get played. Scarf. No, burning scarf has come out the later, but burning scarf doesn't come out the later. But that, that's it. It'll be played because it has to be played, hundred uh, percent. But again, super solid pre-release. We look forward to doing that in the upcoming weekend, and, and that kind of covers that. Moving forward. We are going to talk about the cards that were released or revealed before we go into the regional. And then again, we'll, we'll have our conversation there. Joey had about five or six cards revealed. These are cards that are coming out in the VMAX Rising set. Again, this is the set that's going to be the spring set for us. We got a Gyarados. Gyarados has 180 HP. It is a stage one evolves from good old Magikarp. For three colorless, rack down 90 damage. For two water and three colorless, big storm, 200 damage and discard any stadium in play. This card is interesting. Any water type card is going to be interesting now because we have Frostmoth. Is this instantly like a crazy good card? Of course not. It takes five energies. However... I can't say that's completely out of the realm of possibility when, again, we play in a format with Frostmoth. And Quagsire's still around. Yeah, I mean... It... Like, five is pretty hefty. I know, I just don't understand the whole Pokemon thing with, like, Gyarados, and we have Magikarp Wailerd, some wishy-washy stuff, and, like, uh, when we had Gyarados GX, I just don't understand what they love about hefty water costs. Just chunky water, boys. But now it's, like I said, more feasible and doable now that you have these uh, yeah. techs. And and evolution is easy to come by, I think, personally. I think it will be a lot easier to get Evo cards. It's going to be a lot easier to filter through things. So I, I'm actually not too concerned. I don't think this is necessarily a good card. But Is, Cra- is Crasher Wake still in format? Uh, Let me look. I feel like it is, but I don't want to... So I wonder if that can make it come back to this whole water uprising again. Pressure wake. It is in forbidden light, so yes, it is legal. Yeah, you could do that. You could totally do that. Uh, You'd have to get them back from the discard pile, but we have energy retrieval. We definitely have ways to make that happen. Including a stadium that came out, too. Including a stadium. So, Gyarados... Not a good card, but good enough to show up on a local day, just for fun. The next set of cards that got revealed, we did have a Barbarical. 
Barbarical is a fighting type card. It's 120 HP. Stage one from Binacle. For one fighting in a colorless, it does 50 damage. No resistance. Uh, it's not affected by any resistance. One fighting, two colorless. Hand press, 80 damage. If you have more cards in your hand than your opponent, this attack does 80 more. Not that great of a card. Uh, I, I mean, sure, Unless, you could Marnie. You could yeah, Marnie. Marnie. Yeah. But you're you're talking about three energy for 160 on a stage one. And, and yeah, we talk about how 160 is a good number. So I guess there's some there's some implied value in this attack. I just I just don't know. For, okay, for example, there's another card like this that has a requirement. There's a card like this that has a requirement. Not so much more cards in hand, but it's a stage one that I just think is objectively better. So in the Sword and Shield set, there's a Copperaja. Copperaja is a 190 HP metal type card. And for three metal, here's what this attack does. Mighty Trunk, 220. If this Pokemon has eight or more damage counters on it, this attack does nothing. I think that card's way better. It's a metal card. It's a stage one. It's beefier. You're talking about 190 to 120. And it hits for 220 damage. So when you're comparing that, or even to the Gyarados, you know what I mean? It's probably easier to get five energy on the Gyarados than it is to get three energy on the bi uh, Barbarical. Yeah, but there's also cards that in the, are in the next set that we'll talk about that make it a little more possible. You are right. There, there are more cards that 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 can help it out. I just, I look at it and it's definitely a below average card. Would I would I play it? it? No. Is it a fun, interesting gimmick? Yeah. Yes, it's not better than Gyarados, but Gyarados isn't that great anyway. <laughs> Let's move forward. We had a Pokemon V card revealed. Sanaconda is getting a V card. You imagine it will get a V Max eventually. Two hundred twenty HP, basic fighting V card. For one fighting energy, Sand Crown, 30 damage, attach one fighting energy from your discard to this Pokemon. Great attack. For two fighting, one colorless, Sand Breath, 220, discard two energy from this Pokemon. I think this is a good card. I, I, I genuinely think this is a good card. I, I'm not going to say it's a phenomenal card. I'm not going to say it's an oh snap, prepare the meta for Sandaconda. But it's got a self-ramping attack. And 220 is a really good number to hit. And fighting is a good type going into this format. So would you play this or Stone Junior, Stone Junior VMAX? Um, I am building Stone Junior VMAX as my first deck in Sword and Shield. I, I think Stone Junior... Well, I don't know if that's fair because Sonjiner has a VMAX. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do think that Sandaconda could potentially be better. I just don't know. I don't know what its VMAX would do. Because Stonjiner, for one fighting, does 40 and it takes 20 less damage. So it's not ramping anything. And Mega Kick only does 150. But then the V card for one fighting. You attach a fighting energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon, so you're not limited to Stonejiner, and then you heal 120 damage from it. So, Sandaconda hits harder, but I think Stonejiner has a little more survivability. So, I think that might be preference. However, 
I'm not going to say that one is better than the other right now. I think inherently Santa Conda actually might be the better just V card than Stone Jenner. But I don't know if it's a fair thing to answer because I don't know what its V max is. You know what I mean? That's true. But I, I can see having just both in there at some point too. You can mix it up. I could definitely Two see myself playing Yeah. Because basically my plan is I, I want to play Zacian obviously, but it's going to be expensive. It's going to be something that I'm not going to be jumping into this second because I want to play a different version of Zacian than what's available to me right now. Stone Jenner V reminds me a lot of Celebi Venusaur paired with NDD to kind of heal it from the bench. I, I feel like that deck, as simple as it sounds, just being a tanky wall because VMAXs are so chunky, I think that deck has a lot more to offer. I think someone with and I'm not saying I'm necessarily like a high-skilled level player, but I view myself as someone that is above average. And I think that there's a really interesting way that that deck can be tuned. And maybe Santa Conda can actually fit inside that picture where it's actually a very consistent and fluid and, and versatile deck. So I, I like Santa Conda V, and I, it's definitely going to be in the back of my head as I prepare for my Stone Jenner deck. You like the card, though? I, I, I think it's a really nice V card. Yeah, like I've always been a big fan of fighting decks. Yeah, and, and, and I was worried about Santa Conda, but I, I think they're, they're going to do just fine with it. Yeah, it, it's one of, actually, it's one of, one of the more better V cards that we've gotten. I, I agree. Say. I think it's one of the best, just pure V cards that we've gotten, which we knew was going to happen, though, in the second set. You know what I mean? We, we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Next up on the list is a Vika Volt. It is a 150 HP stage 2 for one lightning, two colorless, powerful storm, 60 damage, and it does 20 more damage times the amount of energy attached to all of your Pokemon. For one lightning, three colorless, electric beam, 170, and it does 30 to yourself. We're going to hold off on talking about this card, okay? We're going to hold We're going to come back to it later. Okay. Galarian Surfetched, 130 HP stage 1 for 1 Fighting Pierce, for 1 Fighting 2 Colorless, Meteor Assault, 180 damage, and this Pokemon can't use Meteor Assault again as long as it is the active Pokemon. It's interesting how they worded that the second time. Uh, it's, it's better than Barbarical. <laughs> so could, could you switch it out and put it back in and be fine? I think so because it's considered a new active Pokemon. Okay. I think so. But we, so we, I guess it's a conversation it. for another day. That's something we have to bring up with the professor, Professor uh, Brian about. Shall, which Brian said he wanted to be on our show soon, so we'll have to bring him back on. Milo is a supporter card. It's the grass gym leader from the Gala region. Discard up to two cards from your hand, then draw twice as many cards as you discarded. This is a card that's going to see play in, in, in decks that ramp from the discard pile. Very, very simple. Very, very straightforward. Two energy go in, four cards get drawn. Can't be any simpler than that. This sounds really familiar. Yeah, you, you play this in a metal deck. You play this in a fighting deck uh, with Sanaconda. Uh, Sophocles. Yeah, it's, it's literally Sophocles. It's literally just a different Sophocles. It's kind of funky how they just they reframed it, even though Milo just looks like older Sophocles. Yeah, it looks like Sophocles grew up and turn grass instead of electric. He's like, I'm done with electric types. Yeah, I'm cool with it. We have Training Court. It is a stadium trainer. 
Once during each player's turn, that player may choose a basic energy card from their discard pile, reveal it, and put it into their hand. So, let's let's first look at this as a general card. Do you agree that this is a very good stadium? I would call it an above-average stadium. That's fair. I, I think it the ability to recur energy from the discard pile is valuable. Without sacking anything from your hand. Right, without sacking anything from your hand. Obviously, your opponent gets to do it as well, but there are definitely situations and decks that benefit from this more than others. So I can't necessarily say it's a bad... It's definitely a really good stadium. I do like what you said, though. It's an above-average card. It's not game-changing, but it is a very, very nice middle ground. Doesn't hurt to have this in your deck type of card. Especially with all these things being discarded and possibly touching back. Um, I wonder if there'll be more discarding type of attacks coming out for a bunch of Pokemon. I hope it'll be more useful. So I know we we do have Viridian Forest, which would be a nice early game, and then Training Court would be a nice later game. I agree. That would be really interesting to combine the two. And finally, we have the icing on the cake today. The big conversation of the cards that got revealed. Joe, in one way or another, Double Colorless Energy has returned. Twin Energy is a special energy card that provides two colorless energy. However, if this card is attached to a Pokemon V or Pokemon GX, it only provides one colorless energy. So, going back to that Vikavolt, for one lightning, two colorless, 60 plus 20 times the amount of energy attached to your Pokemon, that's a much more feasible attack. Surfetched, one fighting, two colorless, 180, much more feasible. Even Gyarados, even Barbarical, those cards we talked about. There are a ton of cards that are going to benefit from this because it's DCE. It's just DCE for non-GXs and non-V, which I don't think anyone is going to argue with. Especially because you can still attach it to a Pokemon V, it just won't count for two energy. I like it a lot. It's it's a lot more fair and balanced DCE, which I'm very, very happy about. Because I really wish that would have came back because there are a lot of cool prime prizers that could benefit from a DCE. And I understand the whole argument of like, oh, but it'll overpower your GX, EX, V cards. Well, it actually will still power up an EX card. But I'm really excited about it because it makes it a little more fair and balanced and gives a little nice edge to those one prize Pokemon. That I really wanted to have back. It encourages that play. You have to at least consider playing non-V. It's it's now, with the whole, perfect. Yeah, yeah, with the whole Vikavolt thing, like, that gets me more excited too. Especially with, um, I can see this being run in a maybe like a two-two line, uh, Grubbin and Vikavolt. Maybe trying to work that into Nuzzle Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And then just load up for charger bugs. That would it be able to remember the part charger bug ability where you attach it to your Vigavolt and it yep. adds two two lightning energy. Mm-hmm. And if you're nuzzle Pikachuing everything you energies onto stuff, this is a fantastic add-in. Yeah, it, it's sweet. It's a super sweet card. It's it's what we know and love. So maybe you're sitting here going, Why are you freaking out about DCE? But it is a one, it's the return of DCE. And two. It is a more balanced, double colorless energy card. It, it, they're, they're saying, okay, we know we're about to make these cards super strong. We know VMAXs are like, have they have 18 bajillion and a half HP. 
let's at least give you some energy ramp. Let's at least give you something that can be searched out with the tag team supporters that can be used in a really beneficial way. I think this card right now is the best card we've seen revealed for the upcoming set. If for anything other than going into the future, it's going to give a lot of decks more potential. So who knows? We might see the the revival uh, and recomeback of wheezing spread. Yeah. You have triple colors energy. You'll have twin energy back again. So all those fun DCE decks will maybe make a small little comeback, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think it would be awesome, and, and it doesn't imp- impact expanded as much because we already have DCE, obviously. However, I, I I think it's great. I think it really is. But even for those DCE stuff, it makes a nice little Night March decks makes things so much nicer too. People could probably dump those double counter energies. I very much agree with you. I like it. That pretty much covers it for the new cards. I want to get into the regional before we go today. Over the weekend, Sao Paulo happened. There was about 550-ish Masters playing. And in the top eight, we had a couple Mewtwo's, an ADP. We had a couple Orangaroo Pidgeotto control decks because it's getting to that point in the format where people are getting ready. So we're not going to talk about control. We're not going to talk about Mewtwo. There was a Picaram. The the deck that won was a Gardevoir Sylveon deck. And we know Gardevoir Sylveon has been winning. It, it, every once in a while, it just wins a regional. You know, it, it's probably run one. I'm going to say four of the last maybe eight to ten. Is that fair? It's Yeah, it's like one of those quiet sleepers that people know it's there, but not are super worried about it. But then I don't know where sometimes it just is fantastic. Yeah, it just kind of pops up, does its thing, goes away, comes back, does its thing. And and we could sit here and just break down all these decks, but I, I really want to focus on Gardevoir Sylveon for a minute because I think that in terms of the casual player base, the casual to semi-competitive play, player base, which really is a big group of the people that listen to this podcast, don't sleep on Gardevoir Sylveon going into standard. Don't do it. My my initial plea was that Gardevoir Sylveon was going to get put in the dumpster because Green's Exploration becomes a very shifty card because of the supporter turn rule. You can't Green's on the first turn, so it, it sets up a little bit of an awkward setup. Obviously, you have Coach Trainer, you have Cynthia Caitlin, you do have more ways to draw now, but it... it, it rules out potentially one of the strongest cards on turn one. So initially, and I think you shared the same thought, we both kind of thought, all right, Guardi, you're taking a step back. Is that fair? Yeah, because of Zashin V. Right, and and the metal coming back. I am going to argue, though, that Gardevoir Sylveon is not only going to stay, I think it actually thrives in a lot of ways. Yes, there is metal in the format, which will be a problem. However, I'm going to give off my points. And then and then we'll have a discussion. This will kind of be our closing conversation to end the show. Looking at the set that's coming out, here are the decks I think are going to either resurface, get stronger, stay strong, or, or, or be brand new. So we know Zashian V, Zashian, however you want to say it, that metal deck is showing up one way or another. I think it's a lot stronger and expanded than it is in standard, but it will show up, people will be playing. 
So that's step one. Picaram is going to be very good, Joe, which is not something that we love to hear. Yeah, but I like I said Picaram is dead for that time. I, I dig with the with Quickwall coming out, I think it's back again. Like it's 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 there. It's a deck type to choose now again. Well, and Tapakoko V. Yeah. And and there's a lot of things that just re-energize that deck. So I do I do think Pikaram's gonna get better. I think Mewtwo will kind of stay where it is. I don't think Reshazard's gonna do any pop-ups. I think ADP, I think Keldeo's gonna stay where it is. Obviously, Keldeo V is gonna be showing up. There's a lot of decks that are going to be played. I think Blounds is getting a little bit of a buff with Lucky Egg. I, I think Gardevoir is getting a lot of tools that are actually going to be super nice for it. We know Fairy Support's done. We know Fairy cards are not going to be printed, so it's not going to get any more Fairy Partners. But here are the cards that I think it's going to have access to in a very, very bene- beneficial way. So the first one, you will, you will just like everyone else, have access to Quick Ball, right? You'll have Cherish Ball. You'll have Quick Ball. You're going to have ways to get Gardevoir out a lot easier than you did in the first place. Would you agree with that? Yes. So that's step one. So it gets Quick Ball. Step two, it gets Air Balloon, which is also very nice for that deck because now that Charms are going to start to fight a cycle its way out, you have a way, again, to retreat just like other decks, and that gives that, that energy switching a lot more versatility. It can be a lot more versatile when you're able to shift things around. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because I know one of the hardest decisions a lot of people had to make, especially not having a switch or running out of switches, or granted you have Mal- Mal and Lana too, was like always having t- the tough decision to dump two energy to retreat. Correct. We also have Lucky Egg. Lucky Egg is a card that you can use, and it can help you draw cards if you get into a tough spot. Gardevoir is always afraid of getting reset stamped. That's always the huge fear for a greens deck. The huge fear for a greens deck is, oh crap, I only have two prizes left. My Gardevoir is about to die, and I only have two cards in hand because I got reset stamped. Well, your opponent's going to have to think about that if you have a Lucky Egg attached. Lucky Egg, if you don't know what it does or you forgot, if the Pokemon this card is attached to is knocked out by an attack from your opponent, draw cards until you have seven in hand. Would you agree that that helps Gardevoir? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, oh, where is it? Giant's Charm, plus 30 HP. This is a tanky card. You're giving it more HP now. You're giving something that has 260 HP 290 HP. That is a very, very beneficial card for this deck. I, I I just think that there's tools coming out that make it too easy to just say, oh yeah, we're we're good. We're good. It, it's just gonna go away and we don't have to think about it. I, I'm not saying that it's gonna make it phenomenal, but I heard a lot of people say that, man, uh, Guardi's just not going to be played as much anymore. And, and maybe that'll be true. However, it's getting the same access to things that everyone else is getting. So even though Greens is getting a nerf in a way, I don't necessarily think that Gardevoir is getting nerfed. I think that Gardevoir is getting a lot of support that it didn't have before. 
and it's going to allow you to play a little more freely than you could have in the first place. That's just personally what I think. What do you what do you overall think of Gardevoir? Because I, I just kind of tossed this this conversation at you, so I'm curious to hear what you think about where Guardi Sylveon is going to go. Because like you said, Zacian V is a thing. I, I guess it will depend on how much Zacian's getting pulled and what its price it's going to be at. Do we know currently what Zacian currently is it is thirty dollars? Thirty dollars. So right now it's hitting. Reshazard prices right now. It'll probably drop a little bit, but uh, I don't think it'll stay at Reshazard prices. I don't think so either. Um, I don't stay up there for a while. I would assume they would come out with a tin of Zashian V. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like the most logical choice to do Zashian and Zabazenta because they are the legendary Pokemon of the set and of the whole uh, generation. Correct. So it just seems like something that they would just do unless they were really dumb and end up making a tin of a new Zacian and Zamazenta mm-hmm. that was subpar. Right. So it, it, it would all depend on how much of those cards come out in mass. So I can see it sticking around. I can see the meta getting a little more diverse, like you mentioned. The cards, the decks that are currently around are still viable and don't have a problem with it. But I'm assuming that the VMAX is because they are two prizers and still hold a good chunk of value that they may be pushing out some of the tag team GX stuff because they are three versus two prizers. And some of these uh, decks can hit pretty hard. I see that. I see that. And I I can agree with those points. And I'm even, even looking at Vitality Band and that GX attack hitting 210, that's a relevant number. You know, I, I I can agree with that. I can't agree with that. Hearing what you're saying, I can agree with that. I think it, there's a lot of factors that depend on it. I just don't know if it's going to fade away the way we think it is. Is it completely dead? No. No. But I don't even think it dies. I think it's a question of do things get better than what it is? Like, uh, uh, Let me phrase that differently. It's not going to be a question of Gardevoir getting worse. It's going to be a question of the other decks get so much better that it sinks out of the format. That's kind of the question, right? Because Gardevoir is not going to become bad. There's nothing coming out that makes Gardevoir bad. No, no I, I think with the new cards you mentioned too, Gardevoir Sylveon, it does make a lot more difficult decision-making on your opponent now. Before you're able to kind of finagle things a little bit, decisions on which to target were a lot easier because obviously you go for the one without the charm or you fob mm-hmm. away a charm things like that you get rid of it somehow um but now with the new type of uh support it's getting like the items you mentioned now you have to think about okay do i give my opponent seven cards or do i try to knock out the one on the bench that has less damage i don't know um, right right yeah, there's a lot I, more thought involved in processing to your tactics. Correct. I and 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 I I try to listen and think about what another devil's advocate point would be. I feel like as someone listening, you could argue the point of well, okay, sure, it's getting a lot of tools, but where are you going to fit all of those tools in the deck? My 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 counterpoint to that is that's Gardevoir's whole point. 
right? That's the whole point of Gardevoir. The whole point of Gardevoir is to play a list that's tutored and 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 detailed specifically to handle the situations that you're preparing for. It's it's a control deck in a way that's not stall. It's a control deck in you control the tools you have access to. Therefore, you can kind of dictate the pace of the match if you have that under control. So I, I just thought it was interesting to talk about real quick because I, I think Gardevoir will be in a pretty decent spot. And I was going to unsleeve it, but I don't think I can do that moving forward. No, probably not. It's a, it's, a, it's still viable. Is it as strong? It all depends like depend on how much Zacian V is being played. Correct. If Zacian takes over the format, then so be it. It'll it'll be it'll be put to sleep, put it that way. It Correct. It will it will be boxed out of the format. It will not be pushed down. I I just don't think that anything coming out is going to push it down. Like I I, I think people are expecting it to. Like I really wouldn't be shocked if we see a Gardevoir win a regional before Worlds. I really wouldn't be that surprised. No, and we can play this whole vicious circle of weaknesses, right? Uh, Garbrus of Jan's week to Zashian, and then, well, you got Reshazar could make a comeback again and just perp stomp Zashian V. Yeah, everything has a weakness. Pikaram's been playing during weakness, Mewtwo's been playing during weakness. You can work around that. We're going to be good either way. Yeah, and I think Pokemon's done a really good job trying to make every type viable, I guess, playable. Yeah, I agree. Are all evolve them tier one? Probably not, or meta. Probably not, but they. it seems like they come up with support for each type to make it at least tier two. Yeah, I, I think Gardevoir will have a very productive swan song as Fairy officially phases out in August. That's what I think. But enough of my rant in that conversation. Joe, is there anything else we need to talk about before we head out of here? Um, Not really. Not that I can think of. I know we have not been streaming as much recently, and that's because of uh, mine and Mike's personal schedule right now, just things that have been going on. Um, but I think we can probably dabble a little bit this coming weekend. Yeah, we'll be able to. Uh, uh, we've been getting ready off stream to make the next climb to Master Ball rank in February once things reset. Uh, we're, we've also been sort of preparing and talking about the PTCGO factor. We're starting to gather codes and starting to kind of get ready to what? we think we're going to do for that so there are definitely more plans coming into the streams you will see a stream this weekend so so there will not be any any more droughts of that yeah because you you say you got three kits you plan on buying some more i probably get one or two kits i know i already have a box pre-ordered hope they're not full of energies (laughs) (laughs) if you guys haven't seen yet there have been packs around there that we had multiple energies in a pack and then I also actually ordered a ETB online as well. So I will have enough code cards. You'll have enough code cards. And we'll hopefully have something to get out of the pool to have a uh, decent time streaming. Yeah, and probably what I think we're going to do is we're going to pool together all the code cards and then we'll trade them all to one of our accounts and just open them on stream. You know what I mean? Because we're going to share the cards anyway. We'll probably just open all of the packs on stream. So we're looking for over 100. That's what we're looking for. But we pretty much covered that. Cover the new cards, cover the regional, cover the pre-releases. Thank you, every everybody, 
so much for listening to the show, supporting the show, following us on Twitch, following what we do on Twitter, on Facebook. We appreciate every little thing you bring our way, and we always are trying to do our best and bring you the best content we can. Again, thank you guys so, so much, and we will see you next week.